For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 779. Very important podcast, Katie. This is. The last podcast of the year. This is a hostful episode. People have been looking forward to this. People keep asking for this. I know. We it's, did it. You know what's charming and adorable is people are like, that's it, they're never doing hostels again. The Nerdist <laughs> Podcast is falling apart. And I always feel like, come on, guys, it's fine. We're not going anywhere. It's just We're all trying to coordinate our schedules. We're busier. Busy is good. We'll, we're not going to abandon you. We will always get together when we can. But it just shows that people give a shit. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that you give a shit. But we will, we will do these as much as we can, and they're not going to go away. We have no intention of stopping to do Hostfuls. This is our big end-of-the-year wrap-up show. Um, full disclosure, we recorded it, I believe, in beginning of December. Yeah. So it was recorded the beginning of December because Jonah's about to go away to continue shooting his show, Hidden America. And, uh, and so now we decided to make it the last podcast of the year. So this is our kind of our wrap-up wrap up year. Um, good year. Good things happen. Weird things happen. We're human beings. We will share our human experience in a hostful manner. <laughs> but before we continue with that, events at Nerdist.com. That's an email you have to remember if you want us to share your thing on the Nerdist Community Corkboard. We get a lot of requests. We sift through as many as we can and get them up in you know, the best that we can. Katie, what do you have on the corkboard for the last podcast of the year? I got two things real quick. First of all, the Nerdist School, which is located in Meltdown in Hollywood, is uh, has a new set of improv classes that are going to be starting the first week of January. So if you want to check it out, read more about them, or sign up, you can go to NerdistSchool.com. And also, this guy, Will, wrote in that his friend up in Napa runs a pet care service through her home called Little Rascals Pet Care. And it's like, instead of you know, sending your, your pet to like one of those boarding places where they don't get a lot of attention, she has them in their home, and she, they get attention all the time, and they get to hang out. And it sounds like a really fun you know, place to board your oh, dog, and awesome. they would have fun. And you can find them on Facebook by looking up Little Rascals Pet Care, and that's like L-I-L with apostrophe. Oh, that's really cool. You know, there was a place I used to board... My animals here in LA when I had dogs called Paradise Ranch and it was really cool. Is it up in like Sun Valley. Yeah. It's in Sun Valley and it's basically like a pro like a house like a couple houses in the property that's gated off and and it was it's really cool because uh, the animals get they get socialized during the day, uh, but they also get really cool places to sleep at night. And if you have Aww. a cat, and at the time I had a dog and a cat, they give the cat its own bedroom. So the cat gets a bedroom. The cat must love that. So they get a bed, a bed <laughs> under the bed. And, you know, when the dog and the cat were there together, they would let the dog come in and see the cat. So they very, they had very Aww. specialized individual care. And then also, like, webcams so you could spy on your animals when you were away. Aww. So That's that was like, a My pl- place has pictures and I look at Scout all it's the time. It's so great. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> Take care of your little furry ones, yeah. why don't you? Uh, and here's the Nerdist Podcast number 779. Hostful goodness wrapping up the year. Katie, for the last time this year, will you please roll the thing? Now entering Nerdist.com. Is that a euphemism for something? For spring training. It's a, they oh, okay. report. Truck day is a big day in Boston when the truck takes all the equipment down. 
Because there's a truck day. Sounds like a real like white trash thing. Like, hey, it's truck day. Everyone's going to bring their trucks down to the town square. Drive around in the mud. Drive around in the mud. It's a lot of fun. Truck day, truck day sounds amazing. Your truck day sounds better. Drink than beer on the flatbed and in the front bed. <laughs> That's one thing I miss uh, is uh, riding in the back of a pickup truck. I know it's completely dangerous. And when it's did great. you do that? Huge Hawaii Growing thing. Up. Growing up, Hawaii, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of how you just catch a ride around town. You go pick coconuts and... Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you pick coconut. I was gonna, I was gonna jump in for you, Jonah, but yeah. I guess he's right. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you, you were spot on with that. Uh, you tried to be offensive, but no, you were I wasn't just, trying to be offensive at you all. You said it as a joke. I was not trying to offend you, grass skirt wearing poi jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, a lot you of pig bearing. A lot of South Pacific people. That's a generalization. No, I'm just talking about yeah. South Pacific Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> I didn't turn the fire. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss those references. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those old Billy Joel references. Yeah. Classic. South Pacific. I would have gone with uh, what's the, the, the musical. A happy talky talky sure. happy talk. Yep. Talk about things you like to do. Jonah's a secret musical fan. Not I love it. Secret, you know what I did on Thanksgiving? No. I went to New Bev after I got turkey dinner at Cantor's with D, and then we went over and uh, watched Singing in the Rain over, over the New Bev. That's a real nice Thanksgiving. It was such a great Thanksgiving. What? Yeah, it was a good Thanksgiving. How crowded was Cantor's? So packed. I, I never waited in line there before. You, we mm. waited in line to sit down. Thanksgiving's a big restaurant day. Yeah. Last also, few years I had done that. A lot of single tables, though. Oh, that was the kind of bummer oh, part. Really? It was a, a lot of just uh, table for ones. Well, that's why the line was so long. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. taking these two tops. So what's... Jonah, this is, this is well, unprecedented. Let's talk about your house. No, we don't have to talk about the house. Oh, you're right. It's beautiful, though. Thank you. We're, 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 this, is a, this is like old school. We're at Chris's house on a Sunday doing a pie. This is even yeah, predates Katie. Yeah, we're yeah. sort of in between moving right now. So there's, there's painter's paper on the floor, and there's one table that the previous owners let, or let, oh, let us borrow for Thanksgiving. Oh, I thought that was a choice. Thank God. Mm, it's real lo-fi. <laughs> this lo-fi so design. They let, they let yeah. us borrow this, uh, <laughs> yeah, this a, dining table. Chris for... has gotten really into freeganism. I'm not sure if you knew about that. <laughs> well, we... we had Thanksgiving here, and so they were very nice, and they said, hey, do you want to borrow our dining set for your Thanksgiving dinner? We said, sure. So we had, you know, like eight people over. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Who prepared yeah. the food? You know, my mom normally called? cooks, but she found a place in Calabasas called Lovey's, I think. Yeah, she the Kardashians ate, love it there. She ate there a I couple, like there. a month ago, and said, you know, just for fun, I ordered the Thanksgiving dinner, and she said, it was so good. So I said, you know, because she will... My mom is an amazing cook, and she will cook for days and she's also the kind of mom that like you can't help her clean up she just does everything herself and uh and so this year i was just like well don't do any of that let's just you know yeah. so we just pre-ordered everything and it was great yeah yeah that's kind of you know we wanted the same thing just real easy thanksgiving but you had like your first family thanksgiving i well, didn't mean yeah, to we interrupt in, you no no please we were in dc for at uh, dory's sister and brother-in-law's house and i cooked the thanksgiving you meal. did i did saw the pick Cooked the turkey and the sides. A lot of fun. I love a good turkey cooking. I nailed it, guys. It was very moist. <laughs> really? What did you make? Excellent. I wouldn't expect you to make it any other what way. What is, I want to know Matt, Matt Myra's Thanksgiving Oh, it was, uh, you know, traditional. It was a uh, beautifully uh, dry brine turkey, uh, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, green beans, and two types of stuffing, uh, pork and uh, Jew. Wow. Uh, and by a, Jew, you mean... Jew and me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's offensive to two types of people. <laughs> Jew and me ain't so different. <laughs> so you made uh, you made uh, Jewish Thanksgiving made Jewish, for your uh, Jewish wife. Well, I mean, I just I, everybody ate the pork stuffing. It was great. Oh, they did. Why anyway. wouldn't you? They just violated the. It was code. just, you know. Uh, but it was great. The food was good. It turned out amazingly. <laughs> uh, we put dairy on the same plate as Thousands meat. Thousands of years. <laughs> they violated the code. There's their secret society. <laughs> Not in anymore. <laughs> and, then that I, card. and then on Friday, we went to the White House and did the West Wing tour, which is cool. You have to know somebody who works at the White House to get in there. Oh. It's great. I saw the Oval Office. Who'd you know? CJ or President Bartlett? Bartlett. Yep. Big fan of Bartlett. Good. Uh, we knew someone on Bartlett's staff, uh, Stocker Channing. Oh, good. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we got to see, it was really cool to see the actual goings-on of the White House and the offices and like the Navy mess. What is the, the s- serious question, what is the general, what is the general feeling in D.C. right now? Uh, 
it, for me, it just felt like, yay, America. Was know? there extra security? Is there no, extra... I mean, no more than it has been. There was a lot of armed guards around monuments and things like that, but it was just a lot of people out with their families. And you didn't get the it. sense that someone was going to run out into the no. thing with it? Okay. None whatsoever. Because... I really, really, really love DC, and I want to go back. At some, I'm, I go, mean, it's great. I was just there. Hit up the 930 Club again. Yeah. <laughs> I was just there. Historic. <laughs> when were you just there? Like through three months ago. Uh-huh. So I won't be able to go for like another Well, year. you can handle it. Yeah. Six months, you can go. No, it's a year. You got to get you Is that the rule? Well, it is. Or is that a fake rule Alex has told you? It's a no, good... It's a- it's just a normal like touring rule. It, because if you, if, you, if you go to a city too many times, you basically oversaturate... Like, People go, oh, he's here so much, we don't need to go. Mm. And then they just, and, and also, I'll need to have all new material by the time I go back yeah. there. Yeah, because if you, you go back to the too podcast, soon. and then you'd have no material yeah. needed. <laughs> <laughs> but then I wouldn't be able to go do stand yeah. up there for another year. Yeah. The thing, if you go back too Bummer. soon and you do a lot of the same material, people are going to go, oh, he just does the same material. And then they don't come back to you. And There's a back. very delicate. Boy, it is a double edged sword, guys. It, it really is, is a very delicate formula for making sure you go enough to a city that you like but you don't go too much that people get sick of seeing you in the same material yeah but that's what that's what alex is like kind of a genius at he is yeah that's you know i watched it happen with gaffigan and i've been i followed it and he's right every time you go back in this chunk of time about twice as many people show up and it's been it it's great it's really great because I'm taping the special at the end of January. So yes, I'd... a reason why we're not doing a live Nerdist at uh, San Francisco sketch. <laughs> so people, can, I mean, yeah. I'm touched that people were missed us, but also at the same time, I felt a little like easy now. So we were like, "Wow, thanks, guys." We're like, yeah. "Oh, we're not trying to ruin your day. I just I'm doing my special, so we I can't yeah. do another ticketed show." Very selfish of you for those fans. <laughs> <laughs> they needed us. To go unprepared <laughs> yeah, on yeah. And at first you're like, hey, what the? And you're like, oh, it's because they want to see. Okay. I, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, but it's all, but it's all fine. Um, and then uh, Jonah Ray has been the busiest Jonah Ray I've ever seen since I've known Ad Jonah Ray. That's true. I've been busy before. Not like this. Not. You've got, you, you're, you're, you've got like job overlap right now. Yeah. It's a, uh... Yeah, it was. It's been. It's been too. It's like you know. It's the thing that uh, me and uh, Emily Gordon always do. We go too many things, but it's like good things, but just too many things. Right. So you, you're allowed to. You're allowed to complain a little because it's too many things. Well, but but it's all beautiful stuff because you just want to make sure that you do a good job with everything. That's the that's the you know the issue right now with um you know the Hidden America show is that I, you know I'm a facet of every aspect of it, and so. <clears throat> It takes up a lot of my brain space where it's like, you know, we wrote everything and then like we're rewriting stuff before we shoot it. And when we're shooting, I also have to remember my lines and, and also produce the stuff. And then also, you know, at the end of the night, I'm going and looking at cuts of the stuff we've shot before and trying to give notes. But I'm like not used to emailing notes. I'm a, I'm a uh, you know, I'm, when I was doing stuff at Web Soup and the soup, it's like I like sitting with the editor and going through the stuff. And so I, I can't do that. So I'm, I'm learning a bunch of stuff as we go forward and i've only gotten sick on the road like eight times so. <laughs> and the worst Classic part, jonah yeah i know the worst part is it's like it's like well that people go like well, don't drink i was like i'm not i'm not like i'm doing i'm just i'm yeah I'm, that's the first thing yeah it's the first drink. thing and then they, they're right to assume so it's uh you know but it's just it's just so much stuff and it's uh it's been it's been really neat. It's good, that's how you learn yeah 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 it just uh it could be really um isolating you know it's uh, it's also like my first, it's my, it's my first outing, as in a way for a lot of people of like my like because I've done a lot of stuff on my own, but this is like since like since the podcast got real big and you know meltdown and all that stuff, this is gonna be my first thing coming out where it's just my thing, and I, I'm not like you know a co-host with you guys or a co-host with Kumail, mm-hmm. right? So I'm feeling a lot of uh, oh wait, so Kumail's not in Hidden America? No, no. He's Why not. are they calling it Kumail's <laughs> Hidden America? <laughs> That's some other thing. That's the guy's oh. fantasy version of my show. It's uh, right. yeah, Hidden America with Kamel Nanjiani and uh, also like uh, Jenny McCarthy's Talking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's uh, it's been really fun though. We got like you know a ton of people. We got to be in it. Um, uh, Joel Murray, we had to do oh, a nice. bit. Yeah, it's uh, Jill Talley. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Jill Talley uh, was awesome. Just like a ton of really rad people. When's that coming out? 
June, I think, is when they're they the I was telling people January because that's when like they ha- they were gonna have our episodes due, and then like uh, I guess they mapped out their um, how CISO was gonna you know uh, release all their shows, mm-hmm. and then they said like ours is a tentpole show, so it's gonna go up. You know, it's gonna start with you know like they have big shows like UCB and Dan Harmon's Harmon Quest, and you know the uh, Cyanide and Happiness mm-hmm. uh, animated show, and and Coolop uh, uh, is doing a show with Ben and Tom. Um, that's like, you know, so it's like, they got a lot of high profile shows and then mine is one of those, but the, so they're going to do ours, it's, uh, to hold up some smaller shows they're doing and that's in June. And so when we, when we found that out, we were just like, oh, okay, well we're still trying to wrap it up by January. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. Yeah. So it's, uh, so, you know, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be done. So it's going to be a, a, a fun year. Speaking of Joel's. Joel's, hey! Ah, Look at you. Speaking of Joel's, we didn't start the fire. That's what I'm yeah. getting. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so great the way that looped around. <laughs> Billy Joel is bringing back Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, yeah. No, is, the, yeah. the Kickstarter. Kickstarter is doing well. Jonah, Jonah is the new host of Mystery Science Theater, which is insane because when I think about. One of the reasons why I get so excited for you about that is because I just imagine teenage Jonah Ray watching Mystery Science Theater and never for a minute thinking, someday this is going to be my show. No. Uh, and that's pretty fucking amazing, and I'm very happy Thanks. For you. No, it's, it's really weird. It was, you know, like one of my all-time favorite shows growing up and still to this day. You know, my both of my records have are names from Mystery Science Theater, the movie. Yeah. I wore shirts i got made fun of uh you know it was like a huge thing also another thing was like when i first started doing hey, stand like today you still wear shirts and get made fun of yeah that's true he's legit wearing a mystery science theater 3000 <laughs> shirt i bought it before it all went down um <laughs> otherwise they would have given it to him yeah yeah exactly uh well they you know it's uh the, when i first started doing comedy i was like maybe about a year or two in and I was doing stand-up regularly, and I started doing improv at UCB. And uh, this guy from uh, a management company saw me do stand-up and then just happened to go to the improv show that I was on. And afterwards talking to me, he was like, hey, you're really funny. Uh, would you want to come in and meet with uh, you know, a management team at this place? And I was like, sure. It was the first show-busy thing that ever happened to me. So I get into this uh, office, and I sit down, and all these guys are like, so what, what would you – what would you want to do? Like, what would be your plan for, you know, for your career now? And this was in 2003 or four, maybe, uh, maybe. And uh, I was like, uh, uh, I was like, well, I think it's about time that someone brought back mystery. Sci- it's been off the air for maybe four <laughs> years. I think at that point, in 99, uh, I was like, someone should bring back mystery science theater. And they all laughed at me. Uh. <laughs> they all laughed. Like they thought I was saying a joke. Call them back up. I should call them all back laugh up at them again. Yeah. 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 But it's, uh, so it's been something I've, you know, always wanted to do and always thought about doing and i mean for the ones whose black hearts didn't disintegrate yeah and they didn't turn into a poof of smoke when they were cast back into the necronomicon these types of entertainment people (laughs) but uh but yeah and it's been a weird kind of long time coming thing you know like you've been talking to joel for years about this yeah yeah almost three years i mean like i remember when he came on the podcast like three years ago two three years ago and you guys started talking about it then well, he, that was when it was, it was one of those things like, so we met on the podcast and then we, um, you know, uh, like I just happened to go to, uh, an art show that like, uh, the next night and he was there and I was like, Oh, Hey, um, Jonah, we met at the party. He's like, Oh, Hey man. That uh, was the one who was following your car. Yeah. 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 Jonah, how did you know I was here? <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then I just happened to go to, uh, Harmontown the next night, uh, and he was there too. And then. And then I remember it was like a week or so later, you texted me saying, hey, Joel Hodgson just got a hold of me asking for your phone number. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, shit. So you guys shit. hooked up. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so yeah. And then it <clears throat> just, uh, he started talking about, uh, yeah, you know, like, and then we, I met him at New York Comic Con. It was just one of those things where he would kind of call me every once in a while and we'd just chat. And we would just have a conversation about stuff and he would talk about all his ideas of how he would want to bring it back and how he would want to do it and what he thought about it and why did know. he say he didn't want to host it himself um i don't know because it never really it was it wasn't really part of the way he talked about it he just talked about um it was just very subtle like the you know the things he would do to the show and how he would little tweaks and how he would the different little design things but this was years ago and also you know he had the idea three years ago of doing a uh 
doing a, like a he wanted to do like a mystery science theater. I remember in like Philadelphia, he was like, it's like, oh, we'll do like a mystery science theater where it's a movie riffing theater. And people can go to it like it's a UCB oh, thing. That was like one of his, you know, lofty ideas. And he's like a genius guy. Like he's always like just thinking of just the most outside of the box, crazy, amazing, uh, funny things. And so it's just like uh, I was like, you know, it goes without saying, you know, any help you need with any stuff concerning Mystery Science Theater, I will be there for you. I'll be on set as a PA. I don't give a shit. I'll fucking be a part of it. And um <clears throat> And then he, uh, like, you know, then, like, he would call. He's like, yeah, man, I was thinking, like, you know, it's just, like, it'd be really cool if you want, you know, like, you know, help write some of the riffs for the movies. And I was like, yes. And, like, I'll do it. Anything. Just, I'll, mm-hmm. this is amazing. And I thought that's, so, and I remember getting off the phone going, like, can't get any better than this. <laughs> and then, like, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, he called me again. Yeah, I was thinking about more. You know, some kind of, like, I've seen some of the stuff you've done. Maybe, like, more of, like, a producer, writer, you know, like, maybe help direct. Like, and I was Jesus, like, leave me alone, yeah, man. Yeah, and, uh, and I was like, anything you need, I'll do it. Get off the phone. Can't get any better than this. And then, <laughs> and then, like he was, he, he called me again, and we were talking about some more. And I was telling him some of my ideas. And he's like, you know, I was just thinking about, like, you know, you can't have, you can't have an old guy, yeah, like hosting this show. This show is like, you know, none of us were old when we were making it. And I always kind of felt it could be like Saturday Night Live or Doctor Who, where it's like you can refresh it by having. This, you know, you got you got a certain amount of elements that you don't change, and then everything kind of cycles out of you know people cycle in and out of those positions. And he was saying it's been done before. I mean, like you know, the there was two hosts, there was two Tom Servos, there was uh, three Gypsies, five Magic Voices, uh, and two Crows. You know, there's like there's no and villains. Like, yeah, exactly. And everything kind of cycles out. So he's and he's like, yeah. So I was thinking, it's just you know, it'd be probably you know, just probably the best option if you were the new human. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, and like, uh, I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, and yeah, and, uh, and you sure. hung up the phone and said, yeah, no, I hung up the phone and said, it can't get any better than this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, that's um, and, and Felicia's gonna be the new one of the the new villain. Felicia's gonna be the new Mad. That's fucking which awesome. Is great. And you know, I, it's you know, I had never seen much of uh, you know. We, we've met her casually. We've had her on the podcast, and like I've you know been delighted every time I've seen her. And um, but I never knew much of her acting, you know, prowess. And then when we did the Kickstarter video, I thought she was so funny and so good at embodying like a weird. You know, it's like you, no one can beat when it comes to a Mad. No one can ever beat. Trace Bolo as mm-hmm. Dr. Clayton Forster. There's there's such a crazy, huge, broad character aspect to it, but he keeps it grounded somehow, and it's just so silly and fun. And I think she captured a lot of that, like a lot of that kind of, you know... She's red. She's such a great choice. It's yeah. got to be so cool. I pitched, I emailed Joel, and I never heard back from him. I pitched him that idea. Oh, about Midnight? No, or, no, no. Well, yeah, you guys yeah. should all come on at Midnight. Yeah. No, I pitched him the idea where it's like, no, maybe Joel... Maybe they tried to clone Joel... Oh yeah, maybe the Mads tried to clone Joel, or Felicia tried to clone Joel to restart the show, and it went wrong. And so now there's basically like an evil, you know, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. Like, there's like an evil Joel, but he does he only says one word like yeah. Hodor, and he's basically they just kind of use him as a he just sort of shuffles in. He's just kind of like like the PA for yeah. The, he can't say anything besides it stinks. Yeah, and it's like hey Joel, can you go do this? It, it stinks. stinks. <laughs> But I never heard back from. Yeah, that was my that was my big contribution. Well, he's like he's been pretty swamped. He says it's uh you know running a Kickstarter is like running a political campaign. You're like constantly having to yeah like you know respond to people. Every time you release new information, there's a you know a hundred more questions. So it's like it's a constant. Are he's, people being cool to you? Generally, yeah. I mean, I was pretty shocked by how cool people were with it. Uh, and you know, there was also of course. There's the general populace that just don't like me, which is fine, and uh, and there was a lot of people that don't know me, uh, uh, which is you know cool. But like a lot of people were uh, really into it, and I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. I mean, I was really scared. You know, there was no, there was not, I remember the, I remember the vitriol that Mike got when he took over, and there wasn't even social media around. Uh. There's no, you know, so nerds it, love change, and yeah, they yeah. love, <laughs> they. Lo- they love their they love their precious things that they attach their identity to yeah. to cycle in new. <laughs> well, you know the weirdest part. There's a couple weird parts to it. Is that um, you know I got my dream job and then I had people tweeting me saying I'm going to ruin it. 
And then that was that's that was a weird feeling. Oh, Jonah, I ruined Walking Dead and Breaking Bad. Don't worry about yeah, it. You're yeah, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, exactly. I also I've ruined. According, I've ruined everything. Yeah. So don't. It doesn't. It's just something people say. Yeah, and I, you know, I was fine with it. But then, like, uh, I think uh, the weirdest part, and I try to explain this to people, I was like, you got to understand, it's the weirdest for me because I can't join in on the conversation about if the new host is going to suck. Like, <laughs> and you also, you do have that insecurity of, uh, you know, just and I know from being involved with things that are very close to things that are, that are like the strongest fandom things yeah. that you don't it, that's a particularly harsh insult because when you're a fan of something you you never would want to be the thing that ruins it oh and yeah. so you you feel like it's it's particularly it hurts extra yeah. because you're like no i'm one of you and yeah. you would do this if you got the opportunity <laughs> fuck you you yeah. know no a really cool thing uh I did was I just started responding positively towards people. Um, and I, I also, you know, I, uh, I was a, a really awesome Facebook group got a hold of me and like enjoyed me, like invited me to the group. And then I, uh, like, you know, I like started was, you know, talking with people there and like kind of, you know, told them my background. And then a, a Mr. Science Theater podcast got a hold of me and like I was on it. And it was nice to be able to tell people that, I am a huge fan or show people that I'm a fan and that it is as important to me to be good as it is to. Well, also you want to say to them like, listen, Joel's not going to host it. Someone else is going to host it. Yeah. Better it be someone who it's, who is, it's been in their soul for their entire lives. Yeah. Than some rando that they can't, you know what I mean? Like they, they couldn't, I can't think of a better host for that show than you. Thanks. You know, oh, you know there was a lot of people saying like, "Oh, he's he's real, he's real negative," or he's uh, he's kind of a he's got a jerky, aggressive uh, stage so presence. Not negative. Yeah, <laughs> I like joking around like I'm negative. Yeah, like but uh, you're not negative yeah. at all. <clears throat> but at I, all. you know, but I you can like see how too that much bullshit. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, Matt's the negative one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was one of my favorite Keanu uh, memes uh, that someone made for uh, oh, yeah. the, the podcast. Whereas the Keanu was like, "Wait a minute, maybe it's Matt's been the jerk the whole time, and Jonah's the nice guy." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're gonna be fine. Just. Don't go to the AV club. No, no, I, and I never do. I never do. It's <laughs> no, like when the, when the news came out, Kumail texted me specifically. He's like, he, he just texted me, "Don't scroll down." Oh, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. No, no, but he says that when the news oh, just in came general. out, because like he knows I, you know, I like the emotional cutting of uh, seeing people uh, validate my low self esteem. I swear, I, to, I swear, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The AV Club has become impossible to go to anymore. You know what? This it's is the way. So it's negative. Pretty easy this is the go. way I. Uh, it's so negative. This is the way I think about it. A lot of the people that were saying negative things, saying it should be, you know, it shouldn't be you. It should be Patton, Eugene, Paul Tompkins, and I was just starting to like, oh, these are all guys. And you know, you were in that mix a lot too. It's like, oh, these are all guys that have been doing comedy a lot longer than me. So it's like there's a clear like I'm not. I'm not I'm not esteemed like you know that generation of comics because I'm still fairly new to a lot of people, mm. and so you know I I've been saying this a lot. Just seeing some of the people that say negative things, I said they hate me because they are pretty much me. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's like they see a guy. Like, God damn, I understand you. I look like so many people. Yeah. I look like so many dudes out there, and you got you know those guys that are coming. It's like that guy's on TV. You could be on TV. You know, me and Matt are dealing with that with the uh, Cars.com guy. Or yep. what's the... Looks just like uh, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> didn't get a call about that commercial, but uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. we could have done it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah hard. we could have done it together. <laughs> it's hard with the, because it's hard with like the comedy, like our sort of our comedy royalty group. Yeah. Which I'm definitely not a part of, but it's. It's like Patton and Paul and Bamford and all yeah. these really and Zach and all these really amazing people and you know. But what's funny is that a lot of those people never stopped to ask, like, "Well, I wonder if any of those people would want to do that." <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, it's like they just go, "Oh, that person should be." Yeah, just don't go to the. I, I swear to God. Yeah. Like, it. Oh no, and I don't, and I've been really good about it. It's almost been. It's almost become a parody, like. AV Club has almost become a parody of itself, and you can't say it because the AV Club it's still AV Club is doing a great job. I mean the comment, the, the comments. When yeah. I say when I say the AV Club, every, I mean every comment thread is a parody of itself. Well, they hated me ever since I uh, made fun of Sublime on the AV Club, and if, if you're going to get mad at someone making some fun of Sublime, then you are already in the wrong. Yeah, yeah. They've hated me since comedy and everything else. Oh yeah, yeah. 
But it's fine. But it's like, you know, I, I, I think... I practice Santeria. Well, I got no crystal ball. Well, I had a million dollars. What happened to it? Oh, I... Uh, We're in 11 of that. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. I'm hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I feel really good about it. And, you know, the guy, uh, Ivan, who's run the Kickstarter, who's done all the, you know, Reading Rainbow and all the bigger profile. Hire, he's, Is he like a Kickstarter for hire guy? That's he amazing. works for Kickstarter and he's the guy uh, that like, it's like he knows how to do these like, sure. campaigns. And he's just this brilliant guy. He's a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater. And he's a really awesome dude. And um, even when we were shooting the Kickstarter things, he was throwing out, you know, stuff to like. I mean, that's the thing. I think anyone should be super psyched because it's sort of like the Ghostbusters reboot, or even when now everyone is now everyone's on the Force Awakens bandwagon. But before, it's like, guys, if there's an opportunity for more of the thing, great. And if it's not great, it doesn't take away from the shit that you loved when you were a kid. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to. But I just think people need to understand that this iteration of Mystery Science Theater could not be done with more love from everyone who's involved. Yeah, I mean, Baron Vaughn as Servo—that's insane. That's so. It's so great. Um, it's and, and Hampton Yount already sounds like Crow. So that's <laughs> like it's like everything. <laughs> everything makes so much sense, uh, and it it all feels right. And even when we were on set, like you know, everyone kind of like just kind of clicked and even when we we're like in between takes everyone kind of clicked into the characters and it was uh it was so really proud thanks no it's it's insane it's really 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 weird and insane and i'm really excited to do it and i, I hope we get a i hope we get 12 when is this gonna go up you think? i think this is gonna be our end of the year podcast because you're leaving town pretty much at the end of the year yeah I leave, so yeah. this might be our like hostful 2015 wrap-up cool uh so so this will be Okay, yeah. And you want to know what's crazy. I can't uh, believe you guys met all of your fundraising goals. That yeah. amazing. We might, after I tell you this next information, but you can't tell anybody because we're doing it before it's announced, but uh-huh. uh, Felicia's, uh, uh, so she's King of Forrester. She's a Forrester's right. daughter, and she also has a henchman. Her henchman is going to be played by Patton Oswalt as uh, TV's Frank's uh, son. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of comedy royalty, yeah, there you go. There's our, there's the rest of our order. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, When's yeah, that? That's getting announced tomorrow. Oh my god! Yeah, but 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 it, it was a month ago from when we were. Yes, this. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, who knows what would have happened in this past month, Chris? What do you think? That's so great. <laughs> yeah. What a December! What a fun! What a fun! How crazy! <laughs> so ridiculous! But yeah, so that's pretty crazy. And it's it's what's nuts is that people he popped up the silhouette. He's like, I still got more surprises for you guys. And he put up the silhouette of a new henchman, and so many people were just like, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> like there was like mostly everybody's going Patton Oswalt. A lot of people are going could be Frank, and then some people are going it's clearly Adam Conover from <laughs> Adam ruins everything. Right. So pretty crazy year. You got a couple new jobs. Yeah. Matt got married. Matt got married. Matt's got you a got wife. engaged. I got engaged. Yeah. Oh I haven't worked God. since April. Uh, it's been a great year. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good year to me. Um, you're going to be busy again, and then you're not going to have free I don't time. See when shooting, that's happening. We're shooting our uh, Frasier's uh, sketch this week. Uh, oh, yeah. So you got to come in and be one of the customers. I'd be glad to be a customer. Yeah. Or a Cafe Nervosa shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, can't really be a Cafe Nervosa shirt, but we're having some shirts made. Great. Look forward to it. Yeah. Cafe. What are you going to call it? Uh. I don't know. I don't know if we actually did a Cafe Nervosa. I think we just did Cafe Frasers, but in the Nervosa typeface. Gotcha, right. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because the bit is also, like, legally we can't have any Fraser stuff. We actually were able to uh, make the Fraser logo, but we just used the Chicago skyline. Apparently, totally able to oh, do yeah. it. That'd be really no funny if uh, Kelsey Grammer was a guest star on it, and then they sued you for having actual yeah. Fraser. <laughs> the line we had, or it's like in the in the episode, uh, I go... Well, yeah, what about Kelsey Grammer have ever come by? And she's uh, and the lady uh, goes, uh, his relationship with uh, Fraser's Cafe has been a little cease and desisty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt, you got to see meet. See so. If you see so something, say so something. <laughs> Matt Myra this year got to meet uh, Patrick Stewart, Daniel Craig. Yeah. 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 Sort of Paul McCartney. That was the end of last year. It was, a pretty, that was the end of last year. It was a pretty, yeah. That's already almost a year ago. Wow. Fuck. This year went by so fast. Yeah. It's a real... It's freakish. I can't nice. believe that it's already Christmas. Oh, I can. 
No, it's crazy. Like you, wait, you crazy. sold another show. You have another show now. Oh, The Wall. Yeah. Yes, I did a show called The Wall. It's a big eventy game show kind of thing. Um, and I love game shows. And, and you know, it's funny. Uh, I For as much shit as people go like, oh, you, what, do you just take every job? Like, I people don't know the stuff I turn down. Yeah. Which is usually, I don't do everything. I just do stuff that sounds mm. cool. And this sounded really cool. It's yeah. like LeBron James is one of the executive producers. And it's a big, big eventy game show. And people either watch it or they won't. But it was really fun to do. So you did like, you did the block shooting kind of thing? Where you we did, did 12 of them. Uh, my hiatus week for at midnight about a month ago. I, that's what I did for my You did 12 more or was it just 12? We just did 12. Mm-hmm. for the, So I took the at midnight hiatus week and did those 12. And, uh. And the show's really fun. It's it's one team per episode, so it's two people per episodes and uh, per episode. And um, it's basically it's a it's a giant pachinko board. Yeah. So it's like they, uh, but there's these bins at the bottom that have you know millions of dollars. There's like a million dollar bin and a two, half a million dollar bin. And, Jeez. And um, and one person goes in isolation. The other person is out on the floor. And the person in isolation doesn't know what's happening out on the floor, and they're answering questions. And the person on the floor, when they see what the topics for each question are, they're basically wagering how well they think their partner's going to do. Oh. So they're oh, that's interesting. They're guessing where, and they have opportunities to double and triple up to where to drop the ball from, because the probability is, you know, like if you drop it over the million dollar bin, the probability goes up by you know twelve or nineteen percent. Yeah. Or if you're if you're not confident, you're going to play the ball further to the left where the amounts are lower because if if they get the answer right, the balls turn green and they, they oh, get geez, the, that amount of money gets out of the wall. But if they're wrong, the balls turn red and they lose that amount of money gets taken away. <laughs> and the thing about spending an hour, like the shows are the episodes are an hour long, and and these are all they didn't they were really cool about NBC was really cool about casting it. They they didn't just it wasn't just random contestants off the street. Like everyone had an exceptional type of a story where they wanted to you know like one team there was a guy who was a bus driver and doing field packages on everybody yeah there's field packages and there's a uh you know like one guy was a bus driver and he pulled over his bus on his route one day and and stopped someone from jumping off a bridge like everyone's done something kind of exceptional with their that's really cool and so so you really get and they're all re, they were all really nice people. Is that so why no one from the AV comment club was there's there. No they one from the AV comment, <laughs> comment threads. Uh. <laughs> but they'll tell you why they should have been on it and why someone else should have hosted it. But uh, but uh, the uh, so you really get to know these people and care about them and the amounts. It's you know they'll be up a million and a half dollars and then in in five minutes be down to nothing. Or you or you'll see you'll see the way the game plays out. But there are ways where they can wager where, you know, if they if they take a guarantee at the end, they'll get a decent amount of money. Yeah. But it could have cost them, you know, it's like, oh, you're going home with $150,000. Oh, my God, that's amazing. But you could have taken home a million and a half. You know what I mean? So it's. So was that stressful, like, being... Yes! <laughs> because I care about people. Yeah, So yeah. I really, like, I genuinely cared about these people. So going on this... So when I would, like, I, I, I'm, they're going to have to cut parts out because I'm swearing at the board, like, if they got an answer wrong and a ball turned... Or if they got an answer right, but it landed in just a $10 bin, Ugh. so they didn't get... It wasn't, like, a million or half a million dollars. We're like, what the fuck? You know? Oh, man. Because you really care about these people. So it... it it really was this crazy emotional yeah. roller coaster. And seeing people's like dreams, like they start counting that money, and then yeah, yeah. yes, uh, yes. Yeah. So it was. I uh, cannot wait for Meredith Vieira to host the daily afternoon version of this show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. So you never know what people are going to watch. But I absolutely love doing it, and I, you know, yeah, I well, only, I never work on anything if if I if I'm not excited about it. And in I the end, though, about it. you already did it, so it's fun. It's, you, you had the fun doing it. It really was. Yeah. And it was it was really we shot it out in um uh Manhattan Beach. Oh wow. Where because they the the wall is so big, it's like four stories high. Oh geez. I could never walk to the top of it. I yeah. would throw up. <laughs> but um so we, it was we shot it in the same studio they did Avatar and like it's this <laughs> massive Massive studio. That sounds like so, a lot of fun. It was fun. So that that was fun, and you know, um, but now it's done, and I don't know when it's going to air next year sometime. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's really yeah. cool. So what did uh, what uh, what did we learn this 2015 as we're wrapping out this year? That's right, it's Matt. End of the year. 
What did we learn this year? Uh, keep my mouth shut. Be thankful for the work you have. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just really buckle down and start a life with your wife. <laughs> Jonah, what did you learn? Speak up. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that's not all. That's the opposite of what I learned. Um... Look a gift horse in the mouth uh, by the hand that feeds you. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I was I wasn't saying that for you. I was just trying to do the do, opposite. Do the opposite. I was trying to do the opposite. Yes. Also, opposite to... bit. Yeah, that I've totally now ruined just from feeling bad. Matt, here's the thing that. I would say yeah. to you. Don't worry about here's it. Here's the thing I would say to you. Uh, you will get very busy again, whether or not you admit it. You will get very busy again. So just appreciate some free time while you have it. Because when I, you get super busy, you're going to be like, fuck, I wish I had a minute to sit down. I had too much of it. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, that's tricky stuff. At my wits end with it. It's a long, I mean, if you think about it, seven, eight months is like, what do you do? I've run out of Disney theme parks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you, you wrote three spec scripts. Uh, I have maybe four now. Five, four. But that stuff is all. That stuff doesn't go away. You know, you still have it. Mm. So all you know, you know how it goes. And this like, and when you're doing stuff, it's like someone's like, "Do you have something?" And you go, "Yeah, here it is." And then you get the job. Yeah. So yeah. now you have it. Now yeah. you like you spent the time, and it's not like you wasted it. Well, it's like a day. It's a weird uh, for listeners of this podcast. It's a weird period in time here in Los Angeles in that we're in the no one's doing anything until January. Yeah, no, yeah, from you know Thanksgiving, I mean? and it actually yeah, a little before that. it creeps earlier, it creeps and earlier, and earlier, and earlier each year. It's almost yep. like the beginning of November. People just start mentally uh-huh. powering down. Yeah, but I will say that with so many non-traditional outlets, you know, it's television. You'd think network television's that way, but then a lot of the other outlets are not yeah. that way. And you're also doing like twelve podcasts. Yeah, I do a lot of podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't tell I do, you I do this ex- one every once in a you know, while. You know, what, you know how exciting it was to see Matt show up for the Daniel Craig podcast. I was so... Yeah, I was so bummed I couldn't be that there. That made me so happy for you and to see Daniel Craig. Uh, Matt was wearing James Bond shoes. I had a James Bond peacoat. It was not... The James Bond watch. It was not an out-of-ordinary outfit. It didn't no, look... No, no, not at all. Yeah, it, it didn't was, look... Uh, yeah. something I typically would... I mean, I'm wearing yeah. a watch now. I if you didn't know, you watch. wouldn't know. If you didn't know, it wouldn't yeah. stand out. Yeah. Bond, when not wearing like nice shoes, wears New Balances. So. He should. <laughs> well, he actually wears Adidas Gazelles. I have two pairs. But he oh. instantly noticed Instantly noticed Matt's watch, noticed the shoes, noticed the peacoat, and Matt was like, oh my God. And he yeah. goes, yeah, well, that's all my clothes. Like He, he, yeah, wore, yeah. he styles himself, yeah. basically. basically. Oh, that's really cool. The Pico thing was so weird because it was hanging up behind. Because it was like the. Do you remember two weeks ago when it was like super mon- windy on Monday? Were yeah, you in town? I don't think so. It was like crazy. Windiest day we'd had in at least a year. And it was like cold and I was walking. So I was like, I had I to put on a peacoat, I guess. Yeah. Like I put on my warmest coat. And that was it, and but it happened to be. But that's what's coat. perfect about it is that it happened naturally, wasn't yeah. it? He was so yeah. nice, too, and he was so cool about. It. He was yeah. awesome. He was cool really about cool. you know like having just finished a month of Bond press, and to still be super cool and, and not like ugh you know like he was so. I think he was more engaged with us than he has been in other interviews for sure. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He, he has a great guy. sense of he's humor. Really funny and so charming and so nice. And he even said like, yeah, I've gotten a bad reputation sometimes about doing press, but I think it's probably just. You know, when you are when you are part of an iconic thing and you do so much press and you answer the same question so many times and it's just it, like it's a whole other job and it's yeah. a it's a more than full time job, then I think sometimes people just misinterpret being a little tired or being a little worn down from the same thing over and over and like, Oh, you fucking hates They're like, no, just give him better press to do. You know what I yeah. mean? Like maybe it's the press's fault for not, you know, because I th- there were a couple of really shitty things that I saw where people were trying to like uh, I don't know just they were trying to do bits with him like Bond bits mm. in press. Oh, I completely never saw that. And that would make me too uncomfortable to watch. Did you tell him about the sketch you did for Attack of the Show? Completely with him? forgot. Ah, uh, completely forgot. I like that. that. I, I rewatched that recently because it's a, still online somewhere. Yeah, right? it's still like some of those G four videos exist on yeah. YouTube. The bl- and Black Friday just happened, so the Black Friday yep, sketch. Black is Friday was popping my around. All time favorite. <laughs> 
Attack of the Show <laughs> sketch. No, really, more well, so the than sketch, the was music video. Yeah, so much more. <laughs> well, the music video was produced. This was one of those live Attack of the Show oh, live okay, okay. things. You know what I mean? It was. Like, I remind people that every once in a while, but look up Matt Myra Black Friday Attack of the Show <laughs> and watch him draw dicks all over the great deals that you'll be getting on Black Friday on the Telescreener. Uh, I remember that. That's really, right. It was a hoot. It was the because hardest. it just it. <laughs> It it was it was just that magical moment of it happened. It wasn't planned, and it just sort of happened in the moment, and it just began unfolding. And when Matt immediately realized what it could become, and then he <laughs> embraced it, and it was so great. the best, especially because it was the end of Attack of the Show. We all so anything gone. was going. Yeah, on. yeah I remember was, that. It was the only time. Yeah, it was the only time I've ever. Whenever Bernardo would give me sound like uh, time cues. Whenever he opened his mic, I just heard the booth laughing. And, like Bernardo could barely get through the time cues. It was a really, it was funny. That's awesome. It was funny. I'm, really uh, cool. I am thankful for this year, which is almost, yeah, it's been a great year for you. It has been a really like good, personally. It has been a personally a really good year. You've I grown think. a lot. Probably I think, my best year as well, a human because being. I'm, you know, I met a wonderful woman Told who's you. an amazing person that is exactly what you said when you met Dory. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's calming and it's the, it's supportive and our relationship is supportive. And, I, and I, I didn't know what it could mean to feel just this way and fulfilled. Yeah. And, and it feels exactly right. It does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All, but it's almost, it's almost deceptive. And, you know, there were a couple times where I had to check my... Privilege, your white male privilege. That too. Okay. Um, my uh, <laughs> my my alcoholic brain. Because yeah. The thing you forget is that just because you quit drinking, it doesn't mean that your alcoholic brain goes away. Yeah. And so I started noticing that being in a calm situation at first really threw me because I really thought, and this is just to. You know, anyone else who has addiction issues, I throw this out there. Ignore it if you want. Maybe it's just for me and maybe it doesn't apply to everyone else. I don't know. But what I noticed about myself this year, what one of the things that Lydia taught me without realizing she taught me this was that, um, uh, you know, with alcohol, if you're getting drunk, there's like a high, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you don't do any substances, you still chase things that give you kind of an emotional whether they're good or bad. Just like to release some kind of weird Something, chemical yeah. that's already in your body. Yeah, so chaotic situations, drama. Like I used to mistake drama for passion, and that's yeah. not true. It's just drama and chaos because I think it just stimulated – You're also Italian. So. <laughs> hey, yeah. come on. Yeah. I think it, uh, it uh, <laughs> stimulated my brain in a way that I think I was trying to replace it with I just I realized so much about myself yeah this year and then I and then I finally came to I really understood oh no you're not supposed to do that you're not you need you should be centered and peaceful and happy and not you know running around chaotic and yeah there's enough chaos that there is enough chaos at in you the world. without you trying to do anything yeah but it is, um, yeah. but it is, but it is scary, and you know, because my brain gets also very superstitious. You know, my dad used to say this thing, and I've talked to my therapist about it a hundred times, and because it's a thing that she keeps saying, like, yeah, it's not true. My dad was younger; he he built this false association. That I think a lot of people have, where he was he was afraid of good things happening because he always thought a bad thing was right around the corner. Yeah, which is a very, um, I'm told, it's a very kind of English. It's a very British kind of a thing. Yeah. My, my dad, you know, his history, even though it was generations ago. But, you know, we are derivative from the Brits. Yeah. And it is, and it's also a very Catholic thing, too. There's a, like a lot of guilt and a lot of, you know, you should feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt will tell you. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. So, no, I went to Catholic school. Uh, and so, Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So, we all did. so um, you know, there's that, too, where I keep going, oh, is it okay to be happy? Is it okay to... Be successful. Is it okay to have? And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, because when someone goes like, "Oh, well, there's nothing going wrong in your life," like you, you know, and you go, "Yeah," but if you're kind of neurotic and you have those issues, getting anywhere out of your comfort zone, whether it's good or bad, can be dangerous. Because when things start to go well, you might sabotage them because you feel like I don't deserve this, or I I feel guilty about this, and sometimes yeah. I do, and and so it it there, there is a bit of you know. I mean, I know it's 
it, it is exactly. I mean, you made the joke before, but it is sort of like privilege complaining. Things are going very well, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't fuck with your head sometimes. Oh yeah, and I'm sure you feel that too, and I'm yeah. sure you feel that too. So it's, it, you know, you do have to remember your brain creates that stuff, and you don't, you can ignore it. Yeah, you know, it's it's the thing you were saying when you know it came time. It's like I remember talking with like when Deanna and I were getting together, and you know we were going to move in with each other. We were like, oh wow, moving here, like yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. and then like when we're getting married, they're like, "Ooh, getting married!" You're like, yeah, of course, and you know that same thing happened with, and then like we saw the same thing happening with you, where it's like, you know, you guys were getting together, and it was just like, yeah, of course, it's like it wasn't a thing. You think yeah, it's no, going to be it's... this big, like, oh, and then I realized one day at the top of a mountain that we, it's like, it's just like, yeah, of course, yeah, no, no, this makes sense. This is mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, it is. It's 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 as logical as like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I wear shoes when I yeah. go out? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, of course, why wouldn't I do that? You know, yeah. And it was nice to, um, I don't know, yeah. And it's it, it, it's just it just feels really, it just feels really good and calm. And I'm I don't know. And and I'm very thankful for that. I'm just <laughs> trying not to screw it up. Well, there there's that thing again. <laughs> oh, shit, <fuck> you. <laughs> Wait, was that it? Did I just screw it up yeah. just now? Yeah, that was the thing. No, that was screwing up. You screwed. It. No, I screwed. You I think screwed. just no. There's nothing you could do to screw up anything. Well, there are things you could do to screw up. You you know I think. Um, oh sure. No, I mean, yes, but there will, there will be things that will happen that are beyond your control. That's true. But I also do believe that most of your life is the direct result of the choices that you make. Yeah. And in a lot of people's cases, I think it's more than they realize. And certainly there are things that can happen that are completely out of your control. But I think a, lar- a large percentage of someone's life is a, the result of the choices that they make. Mm-hmm. So it, you know... I guess just try to make good choices and ask good questions and be thankful when you when you can be. Yeah, that's important. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for you guys. As I, well. I, I I'm hang, I'm glad that we were able to get together and do this because yeah, people, thanks for people, uh, people keep saying it seemed a like a way we should do this in that someone says hey I'm around on this day. Are you around? <laughs> well, it is, it is kind of a... It's almost like a pickup game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, can you doesn't... come over? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can come over at three. Because yeah. you're going to be out of town until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then next year, we're only going to... Are we announcing? Yeah, well, I already said this on Reddit. But oh. we, uh, we've been putting out three a week for three years now. And next year, starting in January, I guess, um, it's going to be once a week. Because I... Do not have the mental energy <laughs> to yeah. b- putting up three podcasts a week means recording five to seven podcasts a week, which is eight to nine hours of podcasting. Yeah, and it to get up in the morning, um, do whatever should I have to do in the morning? Go to at midnight, work on making building the script for the show that day, going and doing a podcast, doing rehearsal, doing at midnight, going and doing another podcast, maybe trying to sneak in stand up somewhere. Like my brain by the end of the day, yeah, it. To have to be that focused all day, and it, it's just getting the podcast. It just—I don't want it to be. I don't want the podcast to be shitty, and I'm—I'm I'm afraid that I'm getting dangerously close, dangerously close to being burned out and overtired, and I don't want them to suffer as a result. So, I'm just backing off for one a week for, and then and that can always change. Yeah, can always change, and it can always go back up. But for now. I just don't want to sacrifice the quality of the podcast by trying by sticking to this idea of like it has to be three a week. Yeah, you know, it it, it does feel weird just from having been so busy lately, and I'm you know not on any podcasts, and you know people will ask me it's like it's like, it's like did you qu-? like people are asking me now like if I quit, and it that that hurts, that kind of sucks because it's like it's like no, I don't I don't think I would ever. Uh, quit and i if i did i think it would be a thing that would be talked about yeah it would be like you know but well this is one of those things when when you know when i, I said this to you guys a couple of years ago you know when everyone started getting busier i just said look just show up to the ones you want to show up to when you can yeah and when we can we'll all get together and when we can't you know like i don't i never wanted the podcast to be a burden for you guys i never wanted it to be like you need to be here because we're a team and you're fucking we can't play you know, like I yeah. never wanted it to feel that way because I know how important it is to go off and do your own stuff and yeah. so because that's what I did so I feel like it's important and I'm excited and I'm happy for you guys when you when you do other stuff and I'm never I never feel weird about anything like that and I always want this to be a 
welcome place that you can come when we can all get together. And so yeah. you're busy now. Maybe you won't be in a few months. Matt will get super busy. And then when Matt can come in, like, but we'll do it. We'll keep figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, this. I have a feeling that as much as whatever happens, we're, none of us are going to be able to ever get away from each other. And even if it becomes like a thing, you know, it's just going to be fucking Monty Python with the three of us. It's like, you know, it's going to be 20 years we're going to be doing a reunion show or, you know. Noodle stories at the bowl. Noodle stories at the bowl, please! (laughs) Noodle bowl! Noodle bowl! (laughs) We'll only be serving ramen. If it exists in 20 years... Who knows what's going to happen then? We'll all be eating telepathically. (laughs) We'll all be connected to Wi-Fi with our brains. But that's that's how I feel about this. I don't think, you know, I think it's just a thing that's going to be... It's a part of our lives for a very long time. God, I would honestly be... I told Matt, I was like, God, I would honestly be, if we just did hostfuls, <laughs> I would, yeah. that, that would make That's me. That's been, the, we've been threatening that, and uh, <laughs> we'll never do it. Well, if, if the scheduling worked, we could. We but could make it work. We would have to, we would have to sort of like gang record. We'd have to do like. We tried no. that way back in the day, no, remember? We do that. We tried to do two in a row, and it like the work. second one, we, we were so burned no. out. Petered oh, that's out. right. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. hostful episode that we, that we quit halfway through because we yeah. were all just. I mean, I don't think. Spent. I think, I think, uh, the thing, I, if we wanted to do it uh, more often, I think all we'd have to do is sort of play it by ear and not. Throw it in the schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I think like today. Like well, today as was. long as as long as we have general ideas, like oh, I think Jonah's going to be around second week of January. Yeah, yeah. we could just yeah, we'll just start doing that. Also, January, I'm going to be around quite a bit. Uh, I mean, I'll be editing during the day, uh, but I think January, like we can do evening, like you know, like Great. six o'clock style. Great. Um, that this is all. Work talk, so like we can do afternoon. this later. But I like, like, a sa- I like a Sunday afternoon. A Sunday afternoon is nice. I remember we I did so many of the original work on ones. Sunday afternoons, but, uh, I know I'm working a lot of Sundays next year. Oh, that's right. We're doing a lot of Talking Dead's next yeah. year. Yeah. Are you going to do one for uh, Fear? Uh, Fear? Yeah. Man, that fuck. I love that Fear of walk- Walking Dead season. Did you watch it? I watched the. No, I watched my second ever episode of The Walking Dead last week, which was the mid season finale. No, that's tonight. Mid season no. finale is tonight. You. Oh, what did I watch last week? I don't, you watched the, the second? Walking Dead. Yeah, you watched the second. Yeah, they, last they do like oh, they do. I must have watched the second. They do big bangers episode. now, like for their. They do like these kind of like. Oh, that makes sense. I thought I Fear was great too. When the thing falls. Yeah. Oh man, such a different. <laughs> but I made some weird observations about the show and was annoying everyone I was watching it with because they were like, I can't think of it any other way now because it was just I found it fascinating that every character says the full character's name and relationship in every other scene. Really? Like, yeah, Carl, my son. Or when What's-His-Face, uh, Steve Ewan was saying, talking about his wife, he named her and then said, my wife. And it was like, everyone's like naming everybody. And then... I wonder if that's like a... that's a Because uh, there's move. so many characters, they have to go like, this person is this person. I wish they did that on... Uh, Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, that's a, that, I wonder if that's a way to... Like a, like a cool writer's trick to kind of... Oh, you can just kind of start... And then the sh- the show will tell you who everybody is, even though it's not the pilot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it's very easily followable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you can just jump in if everyone's saying like, you know, Carl, my son. Like, also, it's like, like, you're like, okay, that kid Carl is a son. Of Boom. course, that yeah. church was coming down. The first shot they show of it, you're like, oh, well, that's going down. Yeah, it's called foreshadowing. I'm like, why would they show it t- three times? Like they really hammer over the head of dum dums. Just in case you didn't know it was coming down, <laughs> it's coming down. Rad shot. The rad shot. It's yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, no, it now it's fucking yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I love. I really, I really did love Fear, and it started off the first episode. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a little slow. And then I watch a second episode. I'm like, oh, I get it. Well, the apocalypse has is just happening now. Yeah, you have to get to know these people first because I thought they would have. I thought. In my, in, I thought, oh, well, they're going to use these first six episodes just kind of setting up. And each fucking episode is like yeah. twice as fast-paced as the one that preceded so it. So it's going to catch was cool. up, right? Um, it has to. Eventually, I'm sure it would have to. But, but right now... It's what? 30 days before Rick wakes up? It's about up a month. Co- yeah. yeah. So they have a month of storytelling before they're caught up to Walking Deadland. But you know what I mean? But the thing is, it's like... When in the entire society shuts down, I mean, those might as well be different also, continents. Yeah, I suppose also, like, in a city like L.A., because the walkers, you, if you die, you become a walker, regardless yeah. of how you die. So I suppose in a city, a city like L.A., where the populace is so much bigger than, you know, Atlanta or Georgia, yeah. 
you're going to have a bigger problem out here than you would say. But the thing is, you can get to the desert. Real, I mean, that was a con- the conversation I had. They're like, we we should let's go to the desert because it's sparse. You know, it's um, oh no, but, we're in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everything's business as usual here. Yeah, no, but I, I really dug it. I really really dug it. Well, uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up to 2015? 2015. Have a happy Hanukkah. Yeah, so, you're so you're so stoked. Mm, you're so stoked it. to be part of a Jewish family. Happy Hanukkah! We're having a latka cookie party. It's gonna be a big, big hit, guys. You got your Hanukkah bush up. Uh, we had hung the Hanukkah menorah. We hung the we hung the menorah and hung the put the menorah on the mantle and hung the Hanukkah banner. We have a oh, happy yeah. Hanukkah banner that goes over the fireplace. Yeah, we did the tree yesterday. You're really inspired by uh, the OC's Christmaca. Yeah, that's, in, yeah, yeah. that's the gift Dory chose to use with our email of the party. <laughs> it's like, huh? You can take the girl out of BuzzFeed, but you can't take the BuzzFeed out of the girl. 2015, the OC references. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's dumb. California! That's right, that was it. I just, for some reason, I always forgot that it was Phantom Planet. California! Yeah. Knows how to party. Yeah. Well, the OC, bitch. It's Orange County. Oh, wait. <laughs> What do we watch that we really... Oh, uh, have you seen Jessica Jones yet? Not uh, yet. Fucking great. And David Tennant. Well, first of all, everyone in the show is great. Kristen Ritter's great. Guy who plays Luke Cage is rad. Rachel Taylor is great. Who, uh, I heard good things about Tennant. Tennant is sublime. Not the band. I got, nope. Nope. Bad choice of words. Uh, Tennant is... He's sublime with Tennant. <laughs> I don't practice Santeria. Well, I don't got no crystal ball. Uh, yeah, he's fucking. I amazing. had a Lonzi, but <laughs> <laughs> this is a Doctor Who. It is the Doctor Who sublime mashup the world has been waiting for. It's that thing you knew the podcast would eventually get to. <laughs> We've arrived. We finally did it, guys. Woo, we almost we, got to the end of 2015 without that happening. Changed a lot, but not at all. But not at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, happy new year to everyone. Thank you for sticking with the podcast. If you're yeah. listening for uh, yet another year, we appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah, and then next year, w- w- once a week, and and what what day of the week do you think this should go up, Katie? I don't know. Just have to decide. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh... What day does cereal come out? We'll just go the other day. <laughs> bing bing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening, and, you know, thank you for listening to us talk about our shit. I never thought, when, I start, when we started doing these hostful podcasts, I just never thought anyone would care about them. I was like, well, we're going to run out of guests at some point. Yeah. Let's train the audience to not expect the guest every time. Yeah. And we these, try to train them. And these have been so special and wonderful. <laughs> and, then... and also, these are us catching up, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is our, uh, like you said, this is our poker game. This is our pickup basketball game. Without any physical activity. Or mental stress a lot of mental stress for me well yeah well you're a very negative person it it's is hard to find oh, out which god it, yeah which... i can't can't wait to <laughs> jonah ru- jonah ray ruined the nerdist podcast yeah that's because chris hardwick already ruined it <laughs> it was double ruined yeah. team matt matt's gonna do a podcast about how the nurse podcast was ruined by I chris and jonah i can't do anymore etc <laughs> right? i just can't i came here literally from doing three hours a three-hour podcast jeez like at 11 a.m. and I got done at like two. You're the I king. Home. Like, yeah, king oh of podcasts. That was a hell of a Gilmore. Matt Myra, King of podcasts. Uh, were you what? Gilmore? I did Gilmore guys. I was oh, on their yes, podcast. Yes. Yeah, I can't keep up. There's so many. I don't. I don't think I listen to any podcasts. That's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. I listen to a couple. You listen to music. I listen to music and books on tape. Books on tape, but like long for podcasts. Yeah. Pretty much. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> I hope you have a great New Year. This is just something that I like to tell people to do at the end of the year. Just just make a list of everything that you learned this year, everything that you accomplished, everything that you're thankful for. If you did that every so often, I swear to God, your life would get better. Incrementally at first and then <laughs> compound more. <laughs> I'm just sing a fucking song, Matthew! <laughs> Just write down the stuff that you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Write the stuff that 2015 meant to you and look at it. Put it into the real world. Enjoy it. Celebrate yourself. Even if you feel like there was nothing, there had to be something. There had to be something. 
This is turning into the Frank Cross speech from Scrooged. It's easy. I get it now. I get it. You, you can have a nice, calm relationship. You can be with a person who loves you for you. You can do it. You can celebrate yourself. It's not arrogant to celebrate yourself. Don't shit on yourself. Don't destroy yourself. Love yourself. Be nice to other people. Be nice to yourself first. Yeah. And that's it. So from all of us here. Now that it is podcast. Enjoy your burrito. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.